I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. I want out. So now what? I can't keep living like this. I've tried everything I know to try. And sure, things might get better for a little while, but it never lasts. I continuously find myself right back in the same place, over and over, trying to explain how I feel, and everything is always flipped back at me. I've been doing this for years, even decades, and I just can't do it anymore. I've tried everything I can try. I'm damaged. My kids are damaged. I'm done. I want out. Now what? That very thought can be intensely overwhelming. Getting out of the relationship with a covert narcissist can seem impossible. How will I support myself? What about our kids? How will the family all react? How will he or she react? You know, how do I tell them? What am I thinking? I can't possibly do this. It is very easy to stay in the relationship because it seems like the simpler answer. It's the path of least resistance. Even the thought of trying to leave can send you into a whirlwind, heart racing, your stomach feeling like it's trying to turn inside out inside you. Your body is tense. Your mind is just going to explode. How can I even be considering this? I know these feelings all too well. I never thought in a million years that I would be the one taking those steps. I never saw it coming. But I just could not stay. I had tried everything I could possibly try. I did not have anything left in my tank. And I could not continue this way. So what do I do? Do I file first and then tell them? Do I move out first? You know, do I tell them before I file? Do I pack the bags? Do I tell him to leave? What do I do? I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. There are so many different ways that the separation from a covert narcissist can happen. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is no magical right answer. The path is different in every situation. So don't try to find that magical right answer. You've been looking for it for far too long anyways. And at the end of the day, the way it all happens is not the most important piece. The important part is that you have found your voice and your strength and you have made yourself a priority again. You know, this person in your life, this covert narcissistic abuser, they're going to be upset no matter how you tell them. You could tell them in person, by phone, write a letter, say it this way, say it that way. It does not matter. 
Do you really think that you're going to find that one magical way where they're going to say, oh, I get it. Okay, well, we'll divorce and they won't be angry. So do what feels right to you. You have spent enough time and enough energy trying to figure out how not to upset them. You have tap danced around them enough. I'm going to tell you how my divorce process went. After years of being hurt in this relationship, and you've heard many of the stories if you've listened to my podcast, I started researching like crazy to figure out what was wrong. And the more I learned about covert narcissism, the more I dug in to help him. I wanted him to see it. I wanted him to change. I wanted us to get through this. I was absolutely determined that we could fix this, that we could save our marriage. This went on for several years until I finally accepted that this was never going to get better and that I really truly could not fix this. He was never going to understand what I was saying, and there were no magical words that were going to mysteriously make it all work. So now here I was at that point. I want out. Now what? So many questions race through your mind at this stage. How will we split our assets? How will I support myself? Who do I call? What do I do? Where will the kids go? What will holidays look like? How will our families react? On and on. I want to compare this journey with downhill snow skiing. I don't know if any of you are skiers. I I love to ski. I haven't been in way too long, but I love to ski. And I want you to imagine that you're standing at the top of a mountain. Your skis are on your feet. Your poles are in your hand. You're all bundled up, got your goggles on. You've got your hat on. You've got your parka on. You're all ready to go. And you look down that slope in front of you. And you can see the bottom way down there. Now, this can be an intense and overwhelming feeling. It can bring some insecurity in you. Like, okay, how do I get from here to there? Your heart might jump a little bit. Your stomach might flip a little bit. You you sweat some. And you think, you kind of wonder to yourself, can I do this? But as a skier, if you've ever skied, you know what I'm talking about. You don't stand there and plan every turn that you will take between the top of the mountain where you are standing and the bottom of the mountain where you are going. You don't stand there and look and go, okay, I'm going to turn there. And then when I get to that patch of snow, I'm going to turn there and there and there and there and work it out. You just go. You don't plot your path and trying to anticipate every move. You just start moving. And as you start moving, you make your first turn. And you look really kind of only at the space that you're currently in, you know, kind of around you, but it's a small radius of area that you look. And you look at the terrain that's like directly in front of you. And you turn when you feel ready to turn. You might find obstacles along the way that you could not have anticipated from the top. You know, you might find ice that you didn't see or skiers that now cross your path, a groove that catches your ski in the snow. All of these require to you to address them as you go. And the more confident you are in you and in your ability to ski, the better you are able to handle them. But confident how? You might find obstacles you've never encountered before. That's okay. Because the confidence is in your ability to turn, to stop, to adjust, and to arrive safely at your destination. Now, look at the challenge that's in front of you. If you're wanting to leave this marriage or this relationship, 
and, and this is the challenge that is now in front of you. If you are looking at the end goal, that can seem absolutely impossible. How in the world do I get from here to there? That overwhelming task can keep you frozen at the top of that mountain. You will do this only one turn at a time, one obstacle at a time, whatever is the next right step, turning when things feel right to you. Now, I do want to add here that there is value in glancing up and down this mountain every now and then to see where you're headed and to see how far you've come. You know, if if you're on this mountain and you're skiing and, and you stop about halfway and you look down, it's still how far you've got to go. And but you realize you're closer. But when you turn and look up the mountain, wow, look how far I've come. And you realize how steep it really, truly was. Look at how far I've come and I've gotten safely to here. That can be a very uh, empowering, a very vigorating feeling. Ask yourself, you know, to look down that mountain that you're facing. Ask yourself, how will I feel when I'm out of this relationship? What if I never had to talk to this person ever again? What if I no longer had to answer to them? What if I could wake up every morning and live my life the way I wanted to live it? That's a very empowering thought. You're not trying to lay out the path yet. It just can be very motivating. Also ask yourself, where was my mindset two years ago? One year ago? Six months ago? Have I gained more awareness and understanding? Am I stronger today than I was six months ago? Am I feeling more clarity and, and more, you know, able to handle this challenge that's in front of me? Now we go back to the skiing analogy. It's time to gain some forward momentum. Remember what I said at the top of the mountain, you just start by moving forward. That's how you start this process too. You just move forward. If you have reached that point that you are done and you're trying to take those baby steps, then you need some help and some guidance for you. But you just start moving forward every day, just doing the next right thing. When you're ready to turn, you turn. And if you're considering this, having a picture of those steps can take some of the fear out of this process. So I'm going to give you a little bit of that momentum. My number one rule for anyone who is considering leaving a relationship with a covert narcissist is to quit weighing every thought, decision, and action that you take on what your partner will think, do, and say. For years, your measuring stick has been their reaction to you. Your own decisions have been based on what they will think, what they will do, how they will react, and so on. That measuring stick needs to be broken into tiny little pieces and burned. No more. One easy way to dismiss this measuring stick is to realize it never really worked in the first place. I mean, think about it. Have you ever managed to truly avoid their angry actions? Their angry, I'm sorry, reactions? They're blaming you. They're gaslighting. They're manipulating. Have you ever actually really avoided all of that? Have you ever found the right magical way to do or say something? Has it ever actually worked? You know, you wear your mind out trying to come up with 
the thousand different ways to say something and then you finally decide on one, did it work? If it doesn't work anyways, throw that measuring device out the window. No more. You've done it long enough. It's time to use your own measuring stick. Let yourself be the judge of your actions, your choices, your directions, and do it with grace. You have earned at this point. You deserve so much grace because you've been through enough already. You're going to need support through this journey. Even one family member or one close friend can make a huge difference. Someone that you can be open and honest with. You can bounce ideas off of this person. You can voice your frustrations and your fears. This helps you not only, you know, to verbalize your own thoughts and your feelings, but it helps you to kind of figure out how you want to do things and how you want to move forward. You're bouncing ideas off this person and maybe they get it, you know, and they can help you with suggestions. But even if they don't, it can be incredibly helpful. Just being present to you through this is a huge blessing. Support groups help so much with this. My group coaching program is proving to be a huge asset to people just like you who are trying to make sense out of all of this. Our next round, just on a side note, will begin in early June. Registration opens the 1st of May, and if you would like more information on this, please let me know. I've got a website. You can sign up through the website just to get information, nothing more. That website is www.covertnarcissism.com. And then to go specifically to the landing page, you know, that's the website, but it goes to the landing page after the covertnarcissism.com, put a forward slash group dash session. You also can email me. You can email me at Renee, R-E-N-E-E at covertnarcissism.com. Or I have a brand new website set up that eliminates the word narcissism. If you are still in a, in a situation like this or a relationship like this and your email is not feeling safe, you can email me at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at C-N-G, the letters Covert Narcissism Group, C-N-G, lifecoaching.com. Now that C-N-G on the website that I'm building stands for Community and Grace. That would allow us to communicate without the word narcissism showing up in our interactions. Now, one of the first steps that I highly recommend you doing is a free consultation with a divorce attorney. This can seem incredibly scary. My hand was shaking the first time I called the divorce attorney. I could not believe I'm actually doing this. And just these very words sent my heart into a tailspin. The very thought made my heart pound out of my chest. But think about this. You have a thousand questions running through your head. This is a fact-finding mission. You simply need some answers to those questions. Gaining knowledge is a great way to help find the right path for you. And all you're doing right now is gaining knowledge. You're not going to this first meeting to sign any papers or make any major decisions. You're simply asking questions so that you can know what this would look like if and when you decide to go forward. I even recommend you meet with a couple different attorneys. Most of them offer a free consultation. It's a wonderful way to get answers to your questions, as well as to decide who you want to work with, like I said, if and when you go forward. One question for sure that you need to ask. If I am going to file for divorce, what do I need to be doing now to be more prepared? Every situation is different. Every state is different. So you're going to need to get answers from somebody who can, you know, who is in your state and someone who you can tell more of your situation to lay it out in front of them so that they can understand and they can give you the guidance 
that you will need so that you can be prepared if you decide to sign those papers. Step by step, you begin to do these things. You don't have to decide today if you're staying or leaving, but these steps will give you more control over your own life, regardless of what you end up doing. You know, gaining knowledge over your, more knowledge over your financial situation, that's not a bad thing, but it's one of the steps we need to take. Opening your own checking account, that's not a bad thing. Moving towards employment options, again, not a bad thing. You know, if you are in a healthy relationship, your partner is not threatened by you becoming more personally responsible. They're not challenged by you taking more control of your life. In fact, in a healthy relationship, both parties support the pursuit of happiness in each other. If you take on a new hobby or or take on a new skill or decide to try a new job, these are things that get encouraged and supported in a healthy relationship. However, when you're in a relationship with a covert narcissistic person, they will not like your moves towards being more independent and more secure in who you are. This is a threat to them. They want all of your attention. They're even jealous of any attention that you choose to give to yourself. Are you kidding me? Attention that I choose to give to me. Like if I choose to go take a hot bath at night, if I choose to go uh, for a walk out in my neighborhood, if I choose to do something that I want for me, I go choose to meditate or if I go choose to practice some Tai Chi, they are jealous of that attention even that I'm giving to myself because they want it all for themselves. So when it actually came time for me to to divorce, what did this look like? I was already going through all of these steps. I had photocopied all of our financial papers, taxes, bank records. I had stored them away privately. I even took copies and gave them to the divorce attorney that I had chosen to work with. To gain access to everything, actually, I told my husband one day, hey, if something ever happened to you, I would have no idea how to even get into our bank accounts. He did all of this. So I I just said, you know, if you were, you know, something ever happened and you were in a car accident or whatever, I would have, I would have no idea. What would I do? Now I was actually asking for his help here. And of course they love the role of teaching us, at least mine did. And so he was happy to show me all that I needed to know and happy to teach me. And it, it just made him feel in control and made him feel powerful. So he actually gave me access to all of our passwords and our accounts. And I played right, right along, you know, wow. I didn't know what I would ever do, so thank you. See, I knew divorce was quickly approaching. Like I said, I simply could not live like this any longer. My son was actually begging me on the phone daily to file for divorce. My son, who had just gone to college. I had several appointments with my attorneys to make sure that everything was in place. And every time that I got back from the appointment, or when my son knew I was at an appointment, he would ask, Mom, did you sign the papers? No, I still had not signed the papers. I told the attorney I wanted everything ready where all that was left to do was to sign. And when the day was right, that I would call him and I would come sign those papers. So that's what we did. We set it all up and then I could pick. I actually chose to tell my husband beforehand. Some people choose not to. I chose to tell him beforehand. I chose a Saturday so that he actually did not have to go back to work the next day and could have some time to let this kind of sink in. Because I was still, I don't know, still concerned about his feelings. My son really wanted me to file before I told his dad that I was divorcing him. He was so concerned that his dad would manipulate me into staying, that into giving him another chance and so on and so on. 
But I knew I was done. I knew. I knew there was not going to be anything he could say that would change my mind. I knew this was over and that I would not look back. So out of respect to my husband, not because he deserved it. Okay. I'm well aware of that. But because of who I am and who I desire to be, I desire to be a respectful person. And I was no longer going to let him take that away from me. So out of respect, I told him before I actually filed for divorce. You see, the papers were all done. Everything was all ready to go. And I mean, I even had the appointment set up for that Monday. So on Saturday, I told my husband. I was very to the point and very straightforward. Actually, I thought my heart would be pounding out of my chest, but it wasn't. Again, I was so far along on the healing journey. I was done with all the tap dancing. I just told him, hey, just so you know, I am filing for divorce on Monday. I am done. I wanted to let you know ahead of time so you would not be surprised. And I'll be honest, it really was that simple. I just told him. And yeah, he reacted and went, wait, you're doing what? I can't believe. I said, no, I've already told you I am. I am filing on Monday. You know, for all these years, I had been trying to find the right way to say anything, anything. I mean, anything. Would you help in the kitchen? Would you mow the grass? Uh, can you pick our kids up tonight? Even how's your day been? Anything. I had to, you know, find the hundred different ways to say it so I could find the right one that would not upset him. I had worn my mind out playing through all of this. Not only was I exhausted, but like I've already said, none of it worked anyways. He always found another way to be upset, another reason. So I just quit doing it. What if I didn't play all through all the scenarios in my mind? What if I didn't come up with a hundred ways to say something? What if I just said what I wanted to say? So here is what I want to leave you with today. This is an overwhelming journey. I know that. Be patient with yourself. Every day, just do the next right thing. One baby step at a time. Do not rush yourself. There is no magical one way to do this. So quit seeking it. Quit searching for it. And instead, just find what works for you. You do not need to defend yourself to anyone. You owe no one an explanation. This is your life and you do get to live it as you choose. You do not need to come up with a hundred different ways to say something. It doesn't work anyway, so quit. Give yourself permission to stop and be patient with yourself as you relearn how to be you. I leave yourself with, I leave you with a question. What if you are free to be you.